and welcome back to another episode of Fossil Bonanza, where this time we are looking at prominent news of Lagerstaaten from March 2021. And I have to say that compared to February, where I was basically trying to really actively search for these news, the March news, it just kept coming and coming, and I easily got a lot of good material out of this. Uh, the things that got talked about this month was pretty exciting. So let's go at it and start off with our newly designated Lagerstadt. Uh, this is going to be our third designated Lagerstadt for 2021. And this is in South America. And this is an Ediacaran biota from the Itage Basin. Uh, so Ediacaran, this is about 563 million years ago, so before the Cambrian. And this is basically an Ediacaran site of simple multicellular organisms that lacked hard parts, and they got preserved thanks to uh, volcanic ash. Ash is fantastic. We've talked about it many, many times before, how it's very wonderful in preserving that soft tissue. And for something like Ediacaran biota in particular, you really need as you need to be as delicate as you possibly can in order to get these little guys in there. Now, what's extra special about this is that this makes it the oldest known Lagerstadt in South America. This is pretty amazing because uh, when I was doing research on South American Lagerstaaten, the oldest we were getting was about Permian age uh, in Uruguay, about 280 million years ago or so. So this is almost double that age, which is pretty exciting. And so the fact that we're basically jumped from... Uh, <laughs> simple multicellular creatures up to uh, age of reptiles and uh, mesosaurs is pretty wonderful and really kind of fills in those missing gaps in South American history. So that is wonderful. Now the next scientific news is called Distraction Sinking and Fossilized Coleoid Predatory Behavior from the German Early Jurassic. This focuses on the Posidonia Shale, one of my favorite Lagerstadt sites, and one that I already covered in an earlier episode, a whole, a whole episode dedicated to this one site alone. And so this one is going to be a little bit familiar if you've uh, heard that episode, because this one focuses on basically a relative of a squid attacking another squid relative. And basically the larger squid got distracted and while it was trying to eat the smaller squid and they basically sank to the bottom of the sea. And because it was so distracted, uh, it didn't swim back up and basically asphyxiated once it got to the oxygen-deprived waters. This is really cool. So we've seen this before with a squid relative attacking like fish, for instance, and breaking their backs and then get distracted by their own meal. And this is like a very rare occurrence of a cephalopod attacking another cephalopod and seeing both of them uh, get preserved. Pretty amazing. And so looking at the fossil here is just quite wonderful. You can see the whole body, you can see the little tentacles, and you can see it trying to consume the other one while it was <laughs> probably dying of lack of oxygen. And it's great to get cephalopods. It's great to get this kind of preservation. It's much rarer to actually see them in action like this, to get this kind of behavior locked in stone. Very cool, very wonderful. Always love it to see what kind of cool new fossils come out of the Posidonia Shale. 
Okay, so now the next one is very interesting. It's called New Opabinia Diversifies the Weirdest Wonders of the Euarthropod Lower Stem Group. And basically, some of you uh, may have heard of the Burgess Shale organism, Opabinia. It's that very iconic one, probably one of the top five iconic fossils from Burgess Shale. Very small euarthropod that had the five eyes and the long stalk with a little jaw at the end of its proboscis. And these animals are not that common. And basically, this is the first occurrence of an opabinid outside of the Burgess Shale. And actually, it's in my state right now in Utah at the Wheeler Formation, another prominent Lagerstadt uh, from the Cambrian time period. They haven't yet named it yet uh, because the print is still uh, going through publication, but it's very cool to get a new relative that's not from the Burgess Shale and begin to expand on this family tree. Wonderful. That's pretty amazing. Okay, uh, next one. An oviraptorid preserved atop an embryo-bearing egg clutch sheds light on the reproductive biology of non avalin theropod dinosaurs. So this one, you probably actually heard this one around the news. This one uh, got to the point that my parents who uh, are more casual on science news were asking me if I heard about this one. And this is really cool. Oviraptor, the famed dinosaur that unfortunately got named horribly wrong. It was originally thought that this dinosaur fed on eggs of other animals when in fact it was actually guarding its own eggs. Well, they actually found a fossil in China uh, from the late Cretaceous of an oviraptor and basically it was preserved still sitting on these egg clutch. And it's very cool. This is one of the few examples of a non-avian dinosaur preserved doing this. And you can actually find embryos of these dinosaurs still in there. And what's more, they found out through x-ray that the embryos were pretty advanced for their stage. They weren't freshly laid. So you couldn't make the claim that says, oh, this dinosaur was just laid its eggs and was about to take loose when it died. No, this was an animal that was uh, portraying brooding behavior. This was an animal that was guarding, that was keeping those eggs warm and making sure that those embryos were developing at a great pace. And to see that in action is pretty amazing to uh, not only get embryos preserved, but also again, seeing that behavior, which is oh so rare in the fossil record. See, I wasn't wrong about telling you that March was pretty amazing for its Lagerstadt news. Going back to the Paleozoic, now we have another article about non-emesite larvae of Paleozoic stem lampreys. So lampreys, despite their dominance in a lot of freshwater and saltwater ecosystems, are pretty rare as fossils. I actually briefly talked about lampreys in our J-hole episode. And so when this made the rounds, I was like, oh, okay, because this one is found in the Waterloo Farm Lagerstadt in South Africa. These are embryos of lampreys that were found from the late Devonian period. And to see these kinds of animals preserved uh, brings up so much clarity into the evolution of vertebrates in general. Embryos, of course, are rare to begin with, but 
It also sheds light on the development of lampreys from their baby to an adult stage, and also has thrown into question how lampreys and our ancestors of vertebrates are related to each other. The Nature article goes into further detail about this, which, again, I will provide on Twitter. But I highly recommend you to check that out and to check out the fossils themselves. Very rare to get lampreys at all in the first place, so every time they do, it's like, take note about that, because that's pretty cool. And here is our last article for March that I want to cover, and that is Manta-like planktivorous sharks in Lake Cretaceous Oceans. This one you might have also heard about, too, if you've been paying attention to the paleontology news. This one, everyone's been calling it like the wing shark, the plane shark. This is a shark that's very bizarre looking. And basically, it had these long, thin, stretched out fins that make it look like wings. And it, judging by the, the structure of its mouth, likely was a planktivore, kind of like modern uh Manta rays. But here's the thing is that manta rays have yet to evolve during this time period. This shark was found during the late Cretaceous period. And at, at this time, judging by the fossil record, we have yet to see manta rays come up yet or evolved yet. And so it's really cool to see that this shark decided to evolve manta-like uh, structures in order to fill in this certain niche and environment. We always get this impression that sharks you know, they're going to remain relatively unchanged throughout their millions of years of evolution. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And in this case, that's not the case. This shark decided, you know what, I want to do my own thing and evolve this really cool, its own structures to fill in the role of manta rays when they're not there yet. Highly recommend to check out images of this. This is pretty cute. I've actually saw some really cute uh, paleo art of this as well. Uh, so, highly recommend you to check this out. And sharks, as you know, don't often get preserved in the fossil record, so seeing a full-bodied creature like this is pretty astounding. Alright, so that does it for this episode's Loggerstadt Roundup. All these articles are going to be available on my Twitter account. I'm going to pin that, so then that way you can read these articles for yourself. I hope you enjoyed this month's episode, and I look forward to seeing you all next time. Take care.